CRA went through um, some real difficult times uh, in the early 2000s, and we've we had to shift how we um, how we led the the uh, association and how we met through the leadership at that time. When I say leadership, uh, staff of CRA and mainly Dale Blackwell really started getting things rolling again in the sense of he started, he got us in Bakersfield uh, in January uh, doing conventions or at that time just rallies, just making it inexpensive, central place to meet. And that started rolling. Uh, we were there for a few years and we moved down to um, Pomona Fairgrounds and that kept growing to the point where vendors and membership said, hey, it would be better if we were in Las Vegas. We'd get more people going there. And it was right. And that has really moved over the last, I want to say the last 10 to 12 years, longer than that, 13 or 14 years, we've, we've been rolling that ball and it's gotten bigger and bigger. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Okay, welcome to Peer Talk. There are a number of great business owners out there, just like yourself, who would love to share their experiences with you, and we hope to give them a voice. Today on Peer Talk, you will hear from Rusty Parr, who is the president of AV Party Rentals in Santa Clarita Valley, California. Uh, he's been involved in the rental industry since 1980, and AV Party Rentals has been a family business for three generations. Hear from Rusty how he tackles uh, what it means to run a business through the pandemic period, as well as lead the CRA. He will discuss everything from territory meetings to rental rally, which is being held this month in January. Welcome to another episode of Peer Talk. Today we have Rusty Parr, who is the president of AV Party Rentals, as well as the current president of the California Rental Association. Welcome, Rusty. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. We're, we're having a lot of fun. We um, got our associate membership back up and running with California Rental Association, and we are participating in the virtual uh, um, rental rally. So we appreciate uh, you guys allowing us to be part of that for this month. And um, this is the second episode with a CRA um, theme to it. And um, so, Rusty, tell us a bit about how you got involved in rental and especially about the history of AV party rentals. Very interesting story. Well, sure. Um, uh, it, it's a family business and my dad actually uh, got, got us all started in it. He bought a rental company back in 1973 uh, because he, he realized um, he was loaning all his friends tools out of his garage. And he's like, why don't I just, find a place where I can make money doing this. So um, he got out of accounting and, and, and uh, bought a rental yard. And uh, after about five years, he decided um, it was a, uh, basically it was a B business. He had to be there all the time. Um, so he wanted to sell it and uh, was only able to sell off the equipment portion of it. So we kept the party portion 
um, and started developing from there. That was back in 78. And uh, I started full time in uh, the fall of 1981. Um, and I've learned this business from the ground up, basically. I mean, when I started, I was washing chairs. Um, in reality, when my dad had the rental company, I was the guy that was uh, washing off the, the Coke bottles and putting them in the Coke machine. That was my job. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I've, 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 learned, uh, I've learned this from the ground up. Um, and, uh, we, we have AV party rentals has grown in increments, um, from basically from about 1981 on, uh, we incorporated in, um, 88, uh, at that time I became president and have been, uh, since then, um, we've had a few moves, a few upgrades, um, uh, you know, to where we are now, um, and, uh, you know, I'd say up until this year, it was, uh, it, it was a good, you know, it was a, it was a good solid business. Uh, we've, we've got roots in our community in Santa Clarita. Um, uh, it's great at, uh, during the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, to see all those people we've known for years and decades and families coming in to rent their tables and chairs for their, their family events. So, um, and that translates. For our, for, our listener, for our listeners out here, tell, um, explain to them where Santa Clara, Clarita is. It's- so we are about uh, 30 minutes north of Los Angeles. Uh, if you're familiar with <coughs> um, Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain, uh, that is actually part of our, they're, they're in our community. We're basically right there. Gotcha. Okay, so you you've got that valley, but you also work some in San Fernando Valley and Antelope Valleys, some of those valleys around there. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we've been we've been very busy in the San Fernando Valley for well since we started. Uh, when we started, Santa Clarita Valley wasn't enough to sustain a company, you know, an event rental company. So we marketed to the San the San Fernando Valley. Um, quite a bit, and we have we've developed quite a client clientele down there, and the you know we've been working with the Antelope Valley too. The Antelope Valley and the Santa Clarita Valley have always been kind of partners, in the sense that for the longest time we were outcasts from LA. Um, so we we um we do a lot up there as well, and uh, there aren't really a whole lot of. Uh, event rental companies up in the Antelope Valley. So we do quite a bit of business up there and we, we get out into the Ventura County a little bit um, and a little bit in Kern, but not much there. Those, those, the, the boundaries on those are, are a little bit farther away. So we don't, <coughs> don't get out there quite as much, but we do cover quite a bit in the LA area as well. So AV, what does that stand for? What is that? Um, well, it's an interesting story. Um, uh, when we bought it, uh, when my dad bought the company itself, it was, it was all Valley rentals and it was what they, it was an old A to Z, um, franchise store and A to Z, uh, there was a class action against them and broke that fran- the franchises up. And there were several in the LA area. And we all 
they all kept a name that was close to that. So we became All Valley. Um, uh, there's a, a company in Granada Hills called the Stayed All Valley Party Rentals. Um, and there were there were others. There's a uh, an AA Rentals down in Topanga Canyon area. So we all kind of stayed that way. Um, the AV came from All Valley. When we sold off the equipment rentals, it became easier to call them AV equipment rentals, and we became AV party rentals rather than the elongated All Valley rentals. So that's where that came from. Excellent. And your your uh, company is the you know the epitome of a family business, right? So started by Pat and Roger back in the early seventies, and like who now from your family is still involved? Um, yeah. Well, basically, my my younger brother, one of my younger brothers, and my younger sister, and myself, we're pretty much partners in it in the sense that we're the ones running it. Um, I have uh, currently just have my daughter is involved and my sister's son is involved in it heavily. Um, and I honestly, uh, we have employees that have been with us for 20 plus years and uh, they are truly family to us. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it's I, I, that's just the way we've been doing it. Everybody here is like family. And that really became dominant over the last year um, with what we've all been going through and how we've just tried to help each other, um, how, how we as, as the management have really tried to stay in touch and, and keep work with uh, all of our employees to make sure that uh, they're not severely impacted. It, it's hard to say that any of us have not been impacted. We've all been impacted, but um, we just, we've, we've done a, it's been our priority to make sure that, that the employees are not impacted to the point where they just can't survive anymore. And I think we've been successful in that. Excellent. And so you're, you know, take us up through that a little bit from the pandemic perspective. It's been devastating to the industry. Um, you know, event, uh, live events, anything like that, right? So uh, you guys, your class of assets that you're offering, do you do tent as well as events? Uh, yes, we do. And, and uh, that's really what's helped keep us moving. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I would say that first, um, the first two months, April and May, were were devastating. Um uh, that's April and May are, are the biggest fundraising months of the year. And every fundraising event that we had was canceled. Um, some of them were gracious enough to say, keep my deposit for next year. Uh, but there were a lot of refunds going on. And we were very fortunate in the fact that we had, um, uh, we had assets to rely on to be able to, to take care of that. Um, but it was, uh, we, you know, here in, in California, um, March 19th was the day that he said, as of tomorrow, you guys, everybody is shut down. And we all came in on Friday morning with our employees and every one of us, including myself, uh, went on unemployment. Um, first time I had ever done that. But 
it was a it was a choice that we could we you know we had to make we couldn't there was nothing we could do uh, we had we went from uh, I mean we had seen events canceling slowly um, on their own but we went from being able to afford our our employees to zero income at all through the month of April and May nothing foreseeable and we were fortunate we were fortunate in the respect that um, we started getting calls mid-April uh, once once other companies and groups realized that this isn't ending when he said it was going to end and knowing that they had to start doing stuff on their own related to um, the pandemic, we were able to start renting stuff out that basically COVID related, uh, you know, tables and chairs for lunchrooms to spread people out, um, tenting for testing and tenting for additional lunchroom space and, and just things like that. And, that kind of helped generate some income for us to the point where we were able to, um, by by July, we were able to um, bring some people back, at least on limited schedule. So, Wow. Yeah, that's it, it's amazing. The, um, the run rate of revenue, the number of employees, and then the change overnight and the ability to kind of reposition yourself as a smaller operator um that's been the challenge i know in the peer groups uh, we have a couple party and event groups and they really um have had to relearn what it's like when they were one-third the size or you know a little bit more than that but um than they were um currently you know at their current position so it's like going back in time and remembering when you were that small <laughs> and how did we operate and what was i doing with my time and gosh, I was putting up tents and, you know, things like that. I think a lot of people were, were kind of repositioning everybody's role in the company. Everybody pitched in. But um, so let's pivot and talk briefly about governance and participation in associations, because that's kind of what we, we wanted to do with this episode is really, you know, it's amazing to me the amount of volunteer leadership that takes place. So why don't you tell us a bit about how you got involved with governance and participation with CRA? Um, well, we've been members of CRA since I started in 1981. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember that was my first convention that fall, and it was at the um, uh, Expo Fairgrounds up in uh, Sacramento. Um, and I've been, I participated in uh, as much as we could in those uh, you know, uh, conventions, uh, what are now rental rallies for, for us. And, um, also, uh, at the time, um, uh, chapter meetings, or now we call them territory meetings. Uh, we were, we were part of what was called the Southern chapter, which was greater LA. And, um, we would have, uh, we would go to meetings a couple times, eh, four or five times a year. And there was always a nice um, holiday party uh, that they, that they put on at some point. I want to say in the mid 90, early to mid nineties, um, I was thrust into uh, chapter governance and leadership. Um, and at some point I became the chapter president and I, uh, I want to say, I can't remember when I got into 
being part of the CRA board, but I want to say it was late nineties. Um, and that was, uh, that was interesting. Um, and, and the difference between then and now, um, is incredible the way we've, uh, adapted and, you know, CRA went through, um, uh, some real difficult times, uh, in the early two thousands. Um, and we've, <coughs> we had to shift how we, um, how we led the, the, uh, association and how we met, um, you know, the, uh, the, um, conventions went on a hiatus for a while because of low participation and we through the leadership at that time when i say leadership the executive um or the the uh, staff of cra and mainly dale blackwell um really started getting things rolling again in the sense of he started he got us in Bakersfield uh, in January uh, doing a conventions or at that time just rallies, just making it inexpensive, a central place to meet. Um, and that started rolling. Uh, we were there for a few years and we moved down to um, Pomona Fairgrounds and that kept growing um, to the point where vendors said and, and membership said, hey, it would be better if we were in Las Vegas. We'd get more um, people going there. And and it was right. And we, that that has really moved over the last, I want to say the last 10 to 12 years, uh, longer than that, th 13 or 14 years, we've, we've been rolling that ball and it's gotten bigger and bigger. Um, and I, I, I enjoy being a part of it. I've I've been on the board uh, other than one year where when I first got on, uh, there was a three-term limit and a term is typically uh, three years. So I I had to leave the board. Um, I believe at the time I had, had uh, just finished uh, a term as um, vice president as well. And I was elected back to the board after a year being off and have been on there since. And, uh, this is my second year as president. So I've been, I went, I went through the progression again, which is treasurer, uh, vice president, and now president. And uh, I have to say, what a year to be president. Yeah, it's my been, goodness. It's been a challenge. Um, usually, yeah, usually it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, um, I want to say that uh, CRA staff is, is excellent and they, um, they, they don't make decisions. They work on what the board comes up with and the membership comes up with, but they implement things very well to the point where, um, the board just has to make decisions and the executive committee, which is, um, what I'm on vice pre president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer. Um, we, we work with the, the staff in between um, quarterly meetings. And, uh, uh, it was, it was a well-oiled machine for quite a while. And, and, um, uh, obviously, uh, two big things have happened over the last 12 months that have, have 
really been challenging. Uh, the first being the pandemic and then trying to um, make that happen. And then the loss of Dale Blackwell was, was uh, that was um, hard for many of us who um, considered Dale a, a, a true friend. And um, we lost a friend and a leader. And uh, very, very happy that uh, Vicky has stayed on and uh, Jeff Roberts um, has jumped in. That was, that actually was part of the long range plan uh, over the next several years. Um, not necessarily as quick as it happened, but uh, um, that was, that was in the works. It's not something where we said, oh, who's going to do it now? It was a matter of, okay, we just have to move. We have to transition quicker than we thought we would accelerate the plan you know the first thought from outside um you know obviously dale's friend to so many and uh, was so passionate about the cra and it was almost like events were being created just so he could see everybody just so they could everybody get together and um you know just some really compelling uh stories uh, on the quarterly board meetings and things that were going on and so uh it's it is amazing and it's so much to your credit that you guys had a legacy plan in place prior to it and being able to just accelerate the plan. Uh, we had Jeff on last week and, and it was great speaking with him. Now in, in your case, so interesting. So you came in through a chapter. Um, how many chapters are there currently in the CRA? Um, good question. This was a trivia question last week too, and I'm trying to remember it. I want to say there, there are territories and I, I want to say it was eight. Okay. Um, but it might be 10. I, I'd, I'd have to verify it for sure. But when we were in chapters, um, there were probably about, I want to say about 15 chapters. Wow. Uh, we've condensed a few since we went to the format that we're in now. Um, and we went to territories and uh, uh, we've condensed it. Just it, it made it a lot less bureaucratic, to be fair. So. Um, and it works well. So yeah, that's awesome. And and eight to ten territories. So um, they obviously do they go outside the borders of California? Then I'm assuming. I think there's one or two that do. Yeah, I see a couple of members. You do have members from outside California. I noticed that. Yeah, we we definitely have members outside of California. Um, I know that. Uh, I I feel like there's. Some that include Nevada and some that in one one that may include Arizona as well, okay. and and the northern most northern one uh, probably includes um, Oregon and some Washington. So, so so let's just say uh, so. I inter- interesting. I got a call a month ago from an operator in California who was, gosh, he was in a. He was in a different industry. He was not in the rental industry. He was in some kind of power tool distribution, and he was moving into rental, wanted to get started. And, of course, he reached out to peer groups, wants to get in the peer group. Uh, shameless plug there. And then, he, But he also um, you know, was inquiring as to how do, where do I go now? Like, what do I do? So, obviously, we talk about CRA. We talk about the ARA and different things that are available and options available. So, let's say that a new member comes on board, you know, um, you do, it's, it, what's great about CRA is it's, 
it, no offense, it's not a bunch of old guys that have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. There are, you know, new members, new associates that get involved. So what would you say is a good step if you're counseling somebody in their, you know, 20s, 30s um, to come on board and start to uh, serve others by, by participating in CRA? Would they get involved with the territory first? That makes sense? Um. Yeah, territory is the is the best way because you're working with people in your area. Um, I would I would also encourage that they um, uh, they uh, participate, say, in the rental rally. Um, peer groups was an, an excellent idea. Um, that that gets them the the thing about being working within your territory is. Uh, not everybody in, in your neighborhood wants to share all of their trade secrets. Um, but if I know you're not competing with me, uh, and I, and I, I say that as a uh, hypothetical, if I know you're not competing with me, I'm not afraid to tell you a whole, a whole lot more than, than uh, just, hey, be on the lookout for this. So um, that doesn't mean that we don't do that here. I have I, – I, as a company, I talk to people within my, you know, 10 miles of me and we're, we're sharing uh, 99% of what we do or 99% of our thoughts. Uh, there may be one or two things that, you know, Hey, I'm doing this and I don't necessarily want everybody to know that yet. But um, for the most part, we don't, there, there are most, a lot of people within my territory that I don't hold back from. Um, that's a good way to get started. Um, and I would say, first off, yeah, contacting CRA to begin with is an excellent first step because not only are they going to get you involved and get you hooked up with people within your territory, within your um, market area per se, because even though you may be competing, the way that market works may not be, you know, if I'm in the southern area, may not work the same up in the northern area. So market area is is very important but getting information from the CRA itself on things that are happening within the state and within the surrounding states very very important um, our state is California is uh, um, our state government likes to think they're on the cutting edge and and they're the leaders and everyone else in the country will follow and um, that sometimes is true sometimes it's um wishful thinking, but uh, it's just knowing what's going on in the state and getting, finding out what resources that's being a CRA member has, um, having access to a couple of different types of lawyers, having access to um, the vendors that, that work within the state, um, knowing what the rules are within the state, knowing what the state government does and doesn't do or won't allow or will allow. Um, that's, that's gold understanding that and getting that information. So contacting the CRA office first, getting that information, getting in touch with um, uh, whoever is running your, your local territories. That's great as well. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, you bring up so many good points. We have um, peer groups, which are made of, 10 operations typically and they're from all over the country so you might have somebody in minnesota and somebody in atlanta georgia but we did have a group come to us oh, i want to say like seven years ago and 
group of individuals and they said, hey, we want one specifically for California. So uh, we initially called it CaliBag, which is California Business Advisory Group. And um, then we added, I think we added somebody from Oregon. Um, and so we changed the name to PackBag because we didn't want <laughs> to exclude her. But, um, but I will tell you that um, as a facilitator for that group, the issues that um, are addressed by California operators are very unique. There's um, a lot going on in your state that almost feels like a different company, uh, country. Like I'm, I've worked with Canadian um, enterprises and they have plenty of things that are the same and you still have best practices, but there's also going to be a number of governance issues that are different. And uh, when it comes to employees and employee uh, welfare management is a big one too. So, um, you know, unique. And so we certainly uh, are looking forward to getting more involved and participating with California operators. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on the future here for, you know, coming out of the pandemic, CRA, anything planned for CRA after the virtual um, rental rally this month? Well, I, I would have to say we've, as, as, a, as a board and as um, president, uh, we've we've taken this uh, we've we've taken it as it comes. Um, we've we've been proactive in the sense that actually, let me backtrack and say we've been optimistic, um, and optimistic in the sense that um, plan for the worst but hope for the best, and we've been doing that since uh, April. Um, the case in point was we had our October board meeting. Um, it was the first meeting where we were able to meet in person and we had probably 70% of the board there. Um, and we had chosen at that time, we had, we had voted that we were moving forward with the rental rally as in person. Um, even though there were some restrictions that we would have on it, um, that was, that was the plan. And we had to adapt that as, the rules in Nevada changed. Um, and even at that time, we were meeting with the company that was putting together the virtual show that you see today. Um, so it was, we were, we were planning for the worst, but we were optimistic and going forward, we're doing the same thing. So we're, we have plans for meeting in person for our quarterly board meetings. Um, but we will ad adapt if needed. And we are currently um, have plans for an in-person rental rally in 2022. Um, that's what we're looking for. Um, it, in my opinion, it doesn't make sense to say, well, we're going to stay virtual until everything, you know, till we're 100% free and clear of a pandemic. I don't know that that's, that's what everybody, I don't think that's what our membership wants. Um, and we're, we're hungry to get together that, and that's, that goes, I think that goes without saying. And, um, uh, so yeah, the plan is that, uh, we will, we will meet in person with each other, uh, as long as it's safe, as long as we, you know, when we can. Um, but if we are prohibited from that, then we will adapt. Excellent. Well, Rusty, we appreciate you, uh, joining us today and, uh, certainly, California Rental Association is uh, a preeminent organization. Um, you can see that they're progressive and that you guys are always kind of leading the way for the rest of us to keep an eye on it. 
keep an eye on, uh, you know, and, and communicate. Um, so many things uh, obviously move from west to east, and uh, certainly you guys are in the front for leadership. So we appreciate you, and uh, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, Dan, it was a pleasure. Thanks for, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. No problem. Thanks for joining Peer Talk. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.